Welcome to Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, a spooky new audio adventure story for children by author Elizabeth Singer Hunt, performed by Rachel Rosick and Jordan Paul Harrow. In the last episode, Bobby Ray and Kenny Gatlin intimidated Ms. Dupre into handing over the little red book, revealing a secret about the possible location of Jean Lafitte's treasure. But sleep is a funny thing. Sometimes you sleep so hard that when you wake up, it's as if you never slept. Sometimes you're so fitful that all you can remember is tossing and turning. That night was a restless one for me, because I had one nightmare after the other. In the first, a man's head, just his head, was hovering over my bed. I could tell the man was lecturing me, even though his voice was on mute. That's because he was looking serious when he spoke to me. The man was wearing a hat and had a bushy mustache. He looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out where I'd seen him before. I ended up waking from that nightmare at 2 o'clock and didn't drift back to sleep until 3 o'clock. Unfortunately for me, I drifted off into another nightmare. This one took place in my back garden. Oscar, Robbie, and Jules were there with me. We were being chased by a bunch of angry pirates with knives. I managed to wake myself up from this dream, only to fall back into the same nightmare again. By the time the alarm rang at 8 o'clock, I reckoned I'd only slept about four hours. I pulled myself out of bed and managed to get downstairs without falling down. Alice and Gerald were both in the kitchen. Gerald was washing his hands in the sink. He was always up early, tending to the garden. Good morning, Charlotte. Did you have a good night's sleep? Not really. I was a bit spooked by what I saw in the garden last night. The truth was, I was more spooked by the nightmares, but I didn't dare tell them. They might question why I was dreaming about pirates, and then I'd have to lie to them even more. There's nothing to worry about, Charlotte. Your daddy and I searched the garden and didn't find a thing. Alice put a small plate of homemade pastries in front of me. I gobbled them up. Almost as soon as I'd finished, the doorbell rang. I looked at the clock in the kitchen. It was almost nine o'clock. I raced to the front door and was relieved to see Oscar standing in front of me. Before he could even say hey, I grabbed him by the shirt and led him upstairs to my room. I told Oscar what had happened the night before. I told him about the clouds that followed me, the black shadow in the garden, and my nightmares. As I talked, I started to get spooked all over again. After all, creepy things were happening, and I was wondering if they were connected to finding Jean Lafitte's book. Instead of worrying with me, Oscar started to laugh. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. If you looked up paranoid in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of you. But what about the trees? One of them had eyes. Oscar tried to reassure me. Charlie... I walked by those same trees this morning, and none of them were looking at me. But the branch knocked the tin box to the ground. It's normal for branches to sway in the breeze. Before I could argue, Oscar carried on. And that shadow in the garden. Do you know how many times I've seen the moonlight cast a shadow on a squirrel? It can look monstrous. It was probably a raccoon. That was the same reasoning my daddy had given me. Oscar and Daddy were like two peas in a pod, but born at different times. Then, how do you explain my nightmare? The one with the man's head? 
Almost as soon as I said that, I remembered where I'd seen the man. It was on the sign for Jean Lafitte State Park. It was Jean Lafitte! Look, Charlie, Lafitte's been on your mind for obvious reasons. Oscar was making some sense. I was starting to think I was going crazy. But it all seemed so real. Oscar put his hand on my shoulder. Don't worry about it. The two of us decided to take a fresh look at the book. After all, if we were going to find the treasure, we had to figure out which of the three islands it was on. We took the book out of the tin box and carried it down the stairs. As we did, there was a knock at the front door. It was Jules and Robbie. Robbie was more than excited. I know where the treasure is. Shh, I said, waving them in. As Robbie walked past me, I snuck a peek at the trees outside. Oscar was right. They didn't have eyes today. By now, Gerald was at the garden store and Daddy was in the city, but Alice was still in the kitchen putting away the dishes. We needed to talk where it was safe. I guided them through the house and out the back door. Jules and Oscar were walking ahead of Robbie and I. I couldn't sleep last night, said Robbie. Me neither. Ugh, nightmares. I was too excited. About what? A smile spread across Robbie's face. I figured out where the treasure is. If you're enjoying Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to check out Elizabeth's other stories for children, including the award-winning Secret Agent Jack Stalwart series. In it, nine-year-old secret agent Jack Stalwart travels the globe fighting bad guys in his quest to find his missing brother, Max. To learn more and listen to Secret Agent Jack Stalwart stories for free, visit elizabethsingerhunt.com. At the same time that Robbie and Jules had arrived, Bobby Ray and Kenny were getting ready for their day. They put on their camouflage trousers, shirt, and caps. Let's see if we can tag ourselves a treasure today, hollered Kenny. Bobby Ray laughed at his brother's joke. <laughs> Tagging was the term for putting a plastic yellow bracelet on a dead alligator's tail. It meant they owned it. I'm feeling good about our prospects today. This is the day that'll change our lives. The brothers made their way downstairs and outside. Within seconds, they'd peeled out of the car park and onto the main road. As they drove, they talked about their plan. Rather than snoop around Evergreen unannounced, they decided to make up an excuse for why they needed to be there. Once they found the treasure, they planned to drive to Mexico. Nobody, not even Plantation View's Sheriff Millette, would be able to track them there. Bobby Ray and Kenny's truck crunched into the gravel drive of Evergreen. They parked the vehicle at the side and walked to the front door. Kenny turned to Bobby Ray. Ready, brother. Ready. Oscar, Robbie, Jules, and I sat on the pier at the back of Evergreen and let our feet dangle in the water. Tied up to the dock was our family's boat. It wasn't a special boat by any means. It was just a plain old brown one. But there was everything that you needed in it for a day out. There were some rods and reels, lures, flies, a shovel, some life preservers, and a net for catching fish. It also had a motor that could go up to 50 miles per hour. A couple of months ago, Daddy let Oscar and I take it out all alone. He said that as long as we stayed close to home and brought our cell phones, we'd be fine. 
We managed to catch 35 blue crabs that day and boiled them up for everyone's dinner. Even Oscar's mom, Miss Patrice, came over. Daddy said that if we ever wanted to go crabbing again, we could. As long as we asked for permission and stayed within five miles of the house. Oscar turned to Robbie. So where's the treasure? Jean Lafitte had his base of operations on Isle de Grand Terre. One of the islands on our list, I said. So how do we get there? Asked Jules. I was already working on that. Oscar spied me eyeballing the boat. No way, Charlie. Your daddy'll skin your hide. How far is it to Aldegrantaire? I asked Robbie. About ten miles. See? Not that much farther than five. Oscar furrowed his brow at me. I could tell he didn't think it was a very good idea. But Oscar wasn't my father, and Daddy was in the city. I had an idea. I'll be back. I headed towards the house and flew into the kitchen. Alice was there, chopping up the holy trinity. Onions, green bell peppers, and celery for a shrimp creole. Opening the fridge, I pulled out a packet of raw chicken thighs. Can I take these? What for? Bait. You know, for crabbing. We want to go to that spot where Oscar and I got lucky that time. I suppose that's all right. But you stay close. Your daddy was clear about that. I nodded. I already knew what the rules were. If you do get some crabs, I'd like to use them for my crab meat au gratin. It'll save me a trip to Bobby's seafood store. I was starting to think my idea could actually work. We could set the traps while we were looking for treasure. That way, no one, not even Alice, would be the wiser. I threw the chicken thighs in a bag and grabbed the boat keys from a nearby peg. I hurried from the kitchen. See you later! On the way back, I stopped by Gerald's gardening shed. I grabbed a couple of crab nets and another shovel. Then, I raced back to Oscar, Robbie, and Jules. You look like you're actually going crabbing, said Jules. That's the idea. I climbed into the boat. Then, I started tying the chicken thighs with string to the bottom of the nets. The others joined me in the boat. So, how do we find Aldegrantaire? asked Oscar. Robbie pulled out his cell phone and opened his Bubba's Bayou Maps app. He put in the coordinates and held up the screen so that we could see the map. Due south, said Robbie. Woohoo, said Oscar. Jules and I gave each other a high five. Unbeknownst to us, however, the Gatlins were scheming too. At the same time that we were getting ready to leave, there was a knock at the front door to my house. If you've enjoyed this episode of Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to select subscribe. That way you'll be the first to hear what happens next.